Wow, what a wonderful, wonderful group in honor of Tainus Esther and getting ready for Purim. Wow, it's wonderful to be together with everybody. Good morning. Today is Thursday, February 25th, 2021. Tainus Esther, the fast of Esther. Tonight is Purim. Haman has a characteristic besides hating Jews, but in addition to that, another characteristic that is very common, it's very unpleasant, and as we drown out Haman's name on Purim, we should also try to drown out of our own character this negative trait. There are several narratives at the beginning of Megillus Esther, the beginning of the book of Esther, that seemingly have no connection to the actual story. Those of you who pay attention recognize that the first time we actually mention Haman's name, the name Haman, it's quite into the Megillah. It's after 10, 15 minutes already. There are several precursor stories. And those stories are foreshadowing. They are introducing themes that we will understand and appreciate later. For example, why do we need to know about Vashti? What, is it, what does it matter to us? And Vashti didn't come when Akashverosh called her and Akashverosh asked his advisors what to do and his advisors said that he should get rid of her. We know actually his advisor was actually Haman, although it's not the same name that's mentioned, but what do we care about Vashti? She's not part of the story. We, all we care about is Esther. Esther is the one who's part of the story. And then what do we need to know about Mordecai refusing to bow down to Haman? Uh, that's the reason that Haman is so upset. Haman's hatred of Jews didn't precede that particular detail that Mordecai doesn't want to bow down to him. So there are several answers to these questions and they relate to several layers of the story. But in these two stories, in these two mini narratives, we see a common characteristic in Haman. Vayomer Memuchan. Memuchan, one of the advisors of Akashverosh, but we understand our sages tell us that, that this is Haman. So remember, there's this party and Akashverosh calls for his queen Vashti to come and she refuses to come. So Akashverosh turns to his advisors and says, what should I do? Now I'll ask you a question. Now let's pretend that you're a marriage counselor. And Akashverosh turns to you and says, she didn't come. What should I do? What advice would you give? So, Vayomer Mamuchan. Mamuchan says, Vashti did not only embarrass you and humiliate you and act arrogantly towards you. Every single husband in 127 countries of your kingdom is going to suffer because of what Vashti did. Because Vashti didn't come to you. Now every single wife, when his wife calls, when the, when the husband calls, the wife is not going to come. So, you, so Vashti has caused an international 
catastrophe. And therefore, it is necessary to make her a, 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 a lesson to, to, to be an example for every single husband to be able to stand up in their family and tell their wife what to do and she should listen. And therefore, you have to get rid of her. Make an example out of her. What's going to happen is worldwide, throughout your entire empire of 127 nations, every single wife is going to start listening to her husband and paying attention to her husband. You can't let it pass. I'm not sure that uh, many marriage counselors would have given that particular piece of advice. Okay. Item number two. All of the advisors and all of the subjects of Achashverosh would bow down whenever they saw Haman. Because Achashverosh commanded, everyone has to bow down to Haman. Mordechai refused. Mordechai didn't bow down. So just imagine the scene. Haman's walking by, there's a crowd of people, everyone bows down, one person is not bowing down. How would you handle that situation? If you wanted people to bow down to you, and everyone is bowing down, and you see one guy in the back who's not bowing down, how would you handle it? Well, here's how Haman handles it. Haman sees that Mordechai is not bowing down to him. Vayimale Haman Chema. Haman is filled with rage. Vayivez be'enav lishloch ya b'morachai levado. And he rejects the idea that maybe he should just be upset with Mordechai. After all, Mordechai is the one who's doing something that's upsetting him. Vayivez, it's not just that he does not take that path. He rejects that idea that maybe he should take this issue up with Mordechai. Vayivakesh Haman lahashmid es kol ha-Yehudim asher b'chol malchus ha-Melech Haman decides he's going to take revenge against every single Jew in every single country of Achashverosh's reign. Wow, that's amazing. In both cases, Here's the common denominator. Haman takes an individual affront between two individuals, two people, and he magnifies it. Vashti didn't just refuse her husband. She insulted everyone by her action. Haman was not only angry with Mordechai for not bowing down, but he was angry with all Jews everywhere. There are two types of people in the world. One type is a maximizer, especially when others hurt or insult them. The smallest perceived affront becomes a major issue. A single comment someone makes to them to which they take offense becomes ground for unbridled rage and acrimony and no apology is sufficient. 
The passage of time doesn't matter. They feel entitled to take the smallest confrontation and make it into a war. And if they're angry with one person in the group, they insist on sharing the anger with everyone in the group. This is actually the meaning of the phrase sinaschinam. Sinaschinam means needless hatred. Needless hatred means hating more than is absolutely necessary, more than is called for by the situation. Sometimes person hurts you, person upsets you, you get upset, okay? So you get upset, you deal with it. It's not good to be angry, but at least something calls for it. But sinaschinam is when the anger takes over larger and longer and bigger than the original stimulus calls for. That's one type of person. That's Haman. That's the characteristic of Haman. The other type of person is a minimizer, a person who minimizes problems. They try to see the incident from the other person's point of view. They try not to bear a grudge. If they're upset, they'll bring up the issue and deal with it. And once, and then it's over and they move on. The Talmud actually calls this trait Mavir Almidos of a person who can pass over their instinctual characteristics. They get upset, but then they get over it. They minimize the problem that's involved. Zelig Pliskin, Rabbi Zelig Pliskin wrote a wonderful book, many wonderful books. One of them called Gateway to Happiness. I strongly recommend it to you. And he writes, at the root of complaining is thinking the situation could be better. At the root of satisfaction is being aware that the situation could be worse. In almost all instances, things could be worse and they could be better. So it all depends on what you focus on. A person with the characteristic of Haman will never be happy, will never be satisfied. No matter how much he has, no matter how much he does, he will never be happy because he will magnify any flaw, any fault until he's miserable. The smallest incident will make him completely miserable. This Purim, as we relive destroying Haman, let's also destroy this aspect of Haman inside each of us and give ourselves this Purim the gift of perspective not to act like Haman, to allow ourselves to be truly joyous tonight and in the future. It all depends on perspective. We can either be a maximizer like Haman and be miserable. We can be a minimizer and be joyous. Let's choose joy. My friends, I want to wish you a great day, an easy fast, and a joyous, happy, wonderful Purim. And I look forward to seeing you and celebrating with you in person soon.